and welcome to The Station Tapes. I'm your host, Lewis Marks, and on this podcast, I share intimate interviews with some of the best musicians in the world. In my role at Rope Dope Records, I get to interview each artist as we prepare for the release of their latest record. I want to get the backstory, a sense of their intent and their motivation around their new release. I found that given the opportunity in a relaxed setting, they feel free to open up about musicianship, life, and the challenges of being a professional musician. Tonight on the show, Yeni Nostalgie. Christina Marie Gleixner is an artist with a curious mind. Hearing a Turkish singer, she decided to learn the language and write and sing in that language. The result is Yeni Nostalgie, a magical band from Richmond, Virginia that presents clearly American music, but with Turkish lyrics. In Christina's own words, I want to quote here, it felt very familiar to me she's referring to the music, but I also felt I could access a part of myself that was unfamiliar and magical, something that could be new and challenging. I wanted to be able to interpret my emotions through a new lens. Let's sit back and listen to Christina talk about Yeni Nostalgia. So I want to start uh, with the simple process of receiving a record via email yes. uh, that is sung in Turkish. Is that correct? Yes, Turkish. Uh-huh. I didn't even know what <clears throat> the name of the language, proper name of the language is, and I didn't know if there was another name. Um, <laughs> and then to read uh, that you're from Richmond, Virginia. So that that's that's where I want to start. Um, where you, did you grow up in Virginia? Uh, I um, yeah. So tur- Turkish um, in to say the word Turkish in Turkish is Turkçe. Um, so it's a little different <laughs> than just saying Turkish, but you know, Turkish, everyone who speaks Turkish knows the word Turkish. Um, that's just the English way to say it. So, um, yeah, I grew up in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, yeah. Um, right near the Blue Ridge mountains. I know Roanoke. I've been down there many times. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a really it's really pretty there. Um and I moved um to Richmond um to go to art school at VCU. Um and that was gosh, two thousand four maybe. I think that's right. Um, so I'm not Turkish. (laughs) Well, you, you, you're not, so your parents are not from Turkey. They are not. No. Um, (laughs) you've got some explaining to me. Yeah. Yeah, I do. (laughs) That's what everybody says. Um, I, excuse me. I, um, I started exploring, um, Turkish music and, um, several years ago. And, um, I was particularly interested in, um, Turkish music that was coming out of the sixties and seventies and eighties. Um, 
and more specifically the pop music that was that was coming out of that time that oh, there was a lot of stuff going on in Turkey during that time period, a lot of psychedelic stuff and, and different things um, that were really cool. And um, also just, you know, almost Beatles influenced Western kind of sounding pop music. And I kind of became fascinated um, with it. And so I, um, I started um, listening to music from from that time period all the time and then I I actually began um I heard this one song I remember and I I just desperately wanted to be able to sing it so I started teaching myself Turkish and um from there I kind of started I you know I've always been a songwriter and um started writing <clears throat> songs and I I had some Turkish friends helped me with translation so that they could kind of be my own songs. And then eventually I, I began studying the language further and writing my own material in Turkish and um, going over there pretty regularly to visit and, and kind of absorb the, the culture and, and things like that. Um, so I don't, I don't have any Turkish blood. I do have um, Lebanese um which is kind of interesting. Um, and I, I kind of always thought that I would end up singing in Arabic, but um, I'm singing in Turkish and writing in Turkish now. So, wow. Okay, so there's a lot to dig into. <laughs> the first, yeah. The first musician you heard and you said, wow, I need to, I need to hear more of that from when you talk yeah. about the music in Turkey from the 60s. Uh, what was your yeah. encounter that, that caught your interest? Um, so his name is Tanju Okan, T-A-N-J-U, one word, um, and last name Okan, O-K-A-N. Um, he's, he's kind of like a, a big um, Turkish like pop crooner, kind of like a Turkish Frank Sinatra almost. <laughs> um and he had a lot of a lot of radio hits. Um, most everybody in Turkey knows who he is. They know his music. Um, and I I remember hearing um, his song "Sarhoş um, Olsam Ki," and I for just something about it. Um, captivated me and I I researched the lyrics and it was this song about wanting to be so drunk that you could forget that your love ever existed it was just this very dramatic <laughs> song about heartbreak and it was sort of set to this almost Greek um sounding um like I think there's mandolin and um it's a pop song um i can send it to you <laughs> if you're interested and we we recorded a cover of it at some point which is different than the original but i can find it um i, I i'm i'm curious um that i mean the, it he sounds like very uh much sec a secular singer is there is there any yes is there any religious uh, no none right so it's it's uh I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure he, he grew up in, you know, Muslim. Um, I, there's, 
there's really no traditional element to his music in terms of um, any religious <laughs> sort of element. They're not, um, you know, the songs that he, he was doing were not uh, religious at all. Or, um, I mean, he may have done some classics, um, but really he was, during that time, all of a sudden, like, I think really starting in the 50s is when um, this sort of Western sound started being introduced into Turkish music, probably moving from the 40s into the 50s. And then they were kind of um, probably, you know, around seven to 10 years behind Europe or France in terms of sort of that that influence. Um, so, yeah, I mean, his style specifically, uh, it certainly wasn't a, a traditional approach to, to Turkish music. So when you say he was sort of like a, a you know, a, a Frank Sinatra style, do, do you mean uh, his presentation or his musical style? Um, kind of, I mean, maybe a little, a little of both, but mostly his his presentation style. Um, although there, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go on. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the, you know, you will hear like some, some French and even Spanish and um, definitely American and Greek influence in, in his songs. Um, so there's a little bit of everything, um, but I wouldn't say he sounds, you know, like Frank Sinatra singing in Turkish. It's it's more of the way his presentation at times, I think. Eric carries himself, yeah. And and yeah, and sort of his his just his presence, um, if that makes sense. Um, like in in Turkey, um, sort of a seen as an idol. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I, I, what I, what I'm trying to dig at here is what, um, you know, what, what do you think the connections are between that style, either, either what influenced him and what influenced mm. you, you know, like, um, is what the, influenced him and what influenced me? Yeah. You just, I'm like, I'm fascinated with, with this culture, uh, and and uh, and then the music was after that. Or is there a particular style of music that you listen to that you feel ties back to the things that sang or that influenced him? That, yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, he so. I know he was trained in Italy. He was like professionally trained um, as a vocalist and that was in Italy. Um, so that may have influenced him a little bit. Um, and I think you could probably hear that. I have no vocal training. I have no musical, um, at least educational background. I'm self-taught um, play guitar and write songs and, and sing, but um, I don't, have any sort of formal training um but what i think one thing that 
struck me about the music from this time period um, was that it felt very familiar to me, but it also felt like I was accessing a place of myself that it was a little bit of a exotic and and a challenge for me and something that could be something new for me. Um, and, and, um, I guess I've always been definitely, um, been felt more connected to the Lebanese side of my heritage. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but, um, perhaps like I, I think that initially what led me to Turkish music was exploring music from the Middle East and um, Lebanese singers like Farouz um, and and um, somehow ended up in this Turkish rabbit hole where I, I just sort of became obsessed and I, I felt like I was meant to be singing it. And I it's it's hard to explain why I'm but when I started doing it, it, it just felt right. And, and, uh, so I, I pursued it because I really wanted to write original music, um, in Turkish and, and that it would be sort of, um, an original thing. Beautiful. Because if, if from, from this side, from hearing it, 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 it feels right. You know, uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, but I want to, uh, understand though, uh in, in your writing sure and there are different tracks on the record obviously um so you can't can't generalize but it it feels interesting exotic uh almost universal but at the same time there's something hmm. very familiar about it and i'm wondering if that is yeah like written from a, a, a Western pop or folk music perspective with this. So if somebody's listening to this, they may not be hearing a song structure that is, would be defined as primarily Turkish music. Am, am I correct in assuming that? Yeah, absolutely correct. I think um, it's, I mean, it's definitely Western in, in terms of that, um, there are some, there, there are some more, I think, oriental moments. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I wasn't really trying to do something specific other than write songs in Turkish and, um, that paired with, uh, the band members and, um, sort of their take on, you know, instrumentation and then sort of coming up with a vision, um, organically. And I guess that's why it sounds the way it does. Um, yeah, (laughs) I don't know if that, that answers your question well, or if it's still strange. (laughs) It's a start and it leads me to the, to the next, uh, to the next question, I think. And that is, you know, can you talk a little bit about the writing process? So, um, are lyrics coming to you first and and are you thinking in Turkish or, or are lyrics coming to you and you're translating them as part one of the question? And then what happens, you know, to the song after that is, are you co-writing with the band? Yeah. Um, so, Go ahead. 
just want to hear about the process. Yeah. Okay. Um, so initially I was having my, my son, I was thinking in English and having them translated. Um, but like I, I said, I, I moved towards writing them from scratch. And so I'm not, um, I wouldn't say I, I'm thinking in Turkish, um, but I'm trying to, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm not thinking in Turkish all the time, but when it does come to the songwriting, I'm, that is, I think, an important thing to do and to start, to start in Turkish, um, as opposed to starting in English. And I've done it both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the, some of the meaning, you know, you have to really figure out how to translate it over. And sometimes that can be tricky. So you might go back and forth between thinking in, in Turkish and thinking in English and then how to, you know, present that in Turkish. Um, and then the, the process for me for this is that lyrics do come first. Songwriting comes first. Um, I think of it more as writing poetry and, and writing a, a structure um, of a song sort of a wireframe. Um, and, and then, um, some of them I, I wrote, um, I paired, you know, with guitar myself with melodies and then others I co-wrote, um, with, with the band, um, particularly, um, one, one band member who, um, isn't involved anymore. We did a couple together and then, um, some together I did with um, Vlad Kujuklu, who's um, playing lead guitar. What does the so band- sometimes solo, sometimes co-writing? Yeah. What does the band name mean? It means yeah, it means new nostalgia. Um, so obviously, I was really inspired by the Turkish oldies. (laughs) Um, and that's sort of what brought upon this venture. And so, um, Yeni means new nostalgia means nostalgia and, um, nostalgia actually is, is something that, you know, Turkish people will, will use, um, as a word to describe a lot of different things from the past. Um, music, film, etc. It's like an everyday kind of word. Yeah, they would use it. Yeah. And I mean, it literally does mean nostalgia, but it's also like you could consider it. I think you could consider it a genre of music from, you know, certain decades. Interesting. Interesting. Um, you know, it's funny while, while, while we're talking, you know, I'm, I'm Googling some of this stuff and, <laughs> you know, there there are like uh, lists of nostalgia images, and you know, like it, it seems to be a category of, of yeah, like vintage. Right. Stuff. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I want to. I want to. Had some notes here, and now I got lost on Google. Um, <laughs> here with uh, Andrew Randazzo is is it, 
has Andrew played occasionally with you or is Andrew part of this band? He, he played a lot with us. Um, he's really busy with Butcher Brown. He doesn't play with us anymore, but he, he played bass on all the songs on the record. Ah, gotcha. Okay. That's yeah. We have, we have a new, new bass. Uh, we have a new rhythm section and their husband and wife, um, they're both Turkish actually. And, uh, um, both, yeah, she plays double bass and, um, he plays drums and he, his background is jazz and hers is classical. So it's, it's been fun and interesting. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. <clears throat> um, what do you have planned, uh, on the live music front when uh, you're, you're at Barbez in January, I see. Is that right? Or yeah. That- yeah. Next, next weekend, actually. Um, which night? Up our best. Uh, Sunday, January 14th. Ooh, I might be in New York. I will oh, that would be awesome. No to that. There's a... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, APAP is happening. <laughs> and then there's like a French uh, party where the uh, French government and others are trying to promote uh, French music here in the United States. So I wanted to go to... Oh. That. Um, interesting yeah they do that from time to time I mean you know um, I think that's on the 14th <clears throat> and, and my, my purpose is really not just to go and see what they have to offer but also to meet the people so that we can have you know cross cross uh, promotion uh, find some opportunities for our artists to get to France uh, and see if we can't collaborate in that way or we might help uh, their artists and they might. Cool. So, um, 14. Yeah, that sounds awesome. What time is the gig at Barbez? Um, we're playing at seven and then actually a French guitarist is playing after us at nine. He's, you probably know him. Uh, um, Stefan Rembel. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. He, he scored the theme song to midnight in Paris, the, the Woody Allen Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. That's um, a nice glass of whiskey at Barbez, and that sounds like a perfect evening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. My, my, yes. uh, my nephew lives about four blocks away, so I can just wander over. Oh, nice. Home. In Park Slope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Barbez. Have you been there? No, it's my first time there, but I've I've heard really awesome things, and I'm, I've heard it's going to be a good room for us to play. So uh, I'm excited about that. Style, yeah, but but cafe slash club. Okay, um, is I I think that um, that's enough for me to start to write a little bit. And, and dig in a little more. Like I said, we're pretty early in the process, so I think we might come back around to something like this again uh, for me. Yeah. More information as I know more. Uh, but is there anything uh, as as I'm trying, you know, writing a story here that you yeah. want people to know um, about the music you're writing and what and what you're doing? That I yeah. Well. I I think that the most important thing for me is that we're not presented as a novelty band or a um like a 
a gimmick, if that makes sense. Um, it's tricky because we are doing Turkish music, but it's it's not like we're just doing these. We're not a cover band, you know. We will we will play some covers sometimes, um, some classic Turkish songs. But I somehow just that people know it's it's original music and it's. I I just wouldn't want to put it in a box. If if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And um, I I hear you loud and clear. My purpose is for. Uh, asking and getting the history are that we we feel in general that to, in today's world with the overflow of information uh, and the open communication on the internet that context is often lost uh, so we try to dig into history a little bit to put something in context uh, this is yeah absolutely got to this spot because I wouldn't want someone to discount it as that <clears throat> without a statement, right? Um, yeah. You hear the vocals and go, oh, that's that thing, right? Uh, so we want to tell the story. Uh, and and uh, definitely make sure they understand where it comes from, what you're trying to do. Uh, you know, and, and you just, you just put it in proper context. Um and so, you know, you'll see when I write, it, it'll, it'll, it'll start in Richmond, you know? Uh, right. And, and, and explain these influences and how you got to hear it. And then listen, you know, it, it'll be, it'll be Yeti nostalgia. <laughs> the new. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you for listening to the 21 Soul Music Podcast. If you like what we do, please subscribe on Mixcloud at 21Soul, and you can also find us on Stitcher and iTunes. Our video series of interviews and music discussion is also available on YouTube at Ropeadope99. 21Soul is recorded in East Philadelphia at the Ropeadope Room. Our producer is Nick Perry. Our general manager is Fran DeRubo. The 21Soul theme song is an excerpt of Red Hook Soul by Mr. Michael Blake. Big thanks to all the people who keep the rope dope flame burning, all the musicians who pour their creativity into the world, and thanks to those of you who are taking the time to listen. We hope you enjoy the show. <laughs>